Great, great. It's Sunday evening. A bit tired. Oh, well, I was going to ask, man. How's your weekend been then? Uh, really sunny and, and a lot of activities with my son. I have a, an 18 months old, so it's been uh, yeah, pretty hectic. Small world. I've had a pretty hectic weekend as well with my son, but he's 19. And it was oh. his birthday on Friday, so a little bit uh, different. <laughs> hectic in another way, yeah. Yeah, in another way. Well, listen, Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. I know, obviously, particularly it being a Sunday evening, a day of rest, as it, as it were. The fact that we're talking, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. And I'm so sorry for uh, for <clears throat> all the issues here. It was good that you canceled last time because uh, we were actually stuck in Spain uh, with our car in a, on a hill. It broke down before the last gig, <laughs> so uh, so it was good that we could reschedule. And and then I I completely uh, I don't know my my, my brain is like uh, porridge or something because I said I said to Valdemar that uh, yeah we should, we should talk on Friday, and uh, I I couldn't do it so. <laughs> oh, it's totally fine. It all worked out as well because COVID being what it was ripped through my home yeah. and took everybody out for about a week and a half. But but you're okay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it's it's not my first go round with the uh, the infection. Thankfully, so I kind of know how to handle it this time now. Plus, a couple of jabs and stuff like that seems to have helped. You now, oh, good to hear. Good to hear. Sounds great. Well, my day, my day. I've been having a bit of an Alcibiades day, as it were. Re-listening to Quick Fixes, the debut EP, of course, and both the mm-hmm. album and uh, Phoenix a little bit earlier on. It's yeah. hard for me to believe that this band's only been around since 2018. These past four years, has it been a bit of a blur for you? No, I wouldn't say. It, it feels pretty, you know, like like that's the way it should be. But it, it's actually my first time in life writing rock and roll music. Really? So, nothing yeah, previously? N- nothing, nothing in, in this uh, genre. I've, I've been playing jazz and fusion before and also some singer-songwriter stuff. Uh, was what I, I wrote more or less. So no rock and roll. <laughs> so I have to ask then, uh, what prompted the change in de- direction? No, I, I've always always loved rock and roll. So that's the that's the thing. But but I never had a rock band really. I, I've been into other groups and other other things that I played. So I, I played my entire life. Um, but then this is this is what I love. And my wife told me to yeah, you should you should start a rock and roll band or at least write some songs. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I love it when the uh, the other half encourages you to just go out and do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, so going back to that, the quick fixes, uh, 2018, self-titled March of 2020, and Phoenix, almost two years to the day, it was March 25th uh, yeah. of the year 2022. Now, for me, the growth is clear to the ears, but from your perspective, how much is a, of a different beast is Ask Vader now compared to that 2018 EP? So over those four years for you. Yeah, I would say that the the craftsmanship uh, of writing songs uh, has, of course, evolved. Uh, I was new at it in 2018. Uh, but of course, there's still some uh, really nice things with the old songs. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of them. And, and we still, to this day, play, play Quick Fixes live every time. So that's a song people want to hear. But it's it's really simple uh, if we compare to the to the songs uh, on the on the newest album. Uh, still, they might sound simple, but but it's a bit more quirky details, and they're harder to play. Uh, so I'm guessing 
yeah, the let's say the challenge of it uh, of playing it um, has become um, a bit more present. I would say. Back in 2018, did you did you kind of struggle to change the writing mindset from doing what you're doing previously, jazz and that side of things, and then obviously writing rock and roll music? Was that an easy transition for you to do? And is it something that's got easier with the releases that you've done with the band? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it was harder and, and I was more, let's say, critic uh, against the songwriting. Uh, I had more criticism um, to, to my own songwriting in the beginning. And uh, one thing actually was that I was singing in the band from, from, from the start. I never did it live and I didn't do it on the, on the Quick Fixes EP. Uh, or I did, but we uh, redid it. <laughs> so the first version actually that were mixed, I did the lead vocals. And then uh, we realized uh, this is not a good idea. <laughs> so uh, our drummer at that time took over and, and did the singing. So no, I, I would say that it's more <clears throat> uh, it's more challenging now because I've written a lot of songs. Uh, so so you know I need to expand the universe of of Oskvade to to make something new, which still is true to the sound, uh, but it. I am a bit more less critical about my my own writing, and also I would say, uh, yeah, the craftsmanship has evolved somehow, so it's it's easier. I, I've written a song this weekend, actually. Uh, it's just the lyrics or or the vocals left. Uh, I've I've done all the other parts. Okay, okay, okay. That's mm. interesting. Yeah. So so what what I usually do is I, I record them as a demo with the you know drums and bass and everything. Mm. Uh, and then we we listen to it in the rehearsal room and and you know adapt it a bit. Yeah, of course. Um, That's what, is that when the other guys tend to offer some like input. You talk about yourself being self quite self critical, but are yeah. you quite comfortable with uh, the rest of the band kind of offering you criticism? Yeah, 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 no problem at all. We're a, we're a, let's say a democracy with a dictator. In the <laughs> no, it's it's really like that. They they come with a lot of input and and put a lot of flavor on onto it. Let's say. Um, as for the demos, I only have programmed drums, which sounds like shit more or less. And then we have we have the drummer who who adds a lot of flavor, and um, and of course the bass player uh, he adapts and and changes stuff that I've written. So. Uh, and we rearrange everything together. So it could be, you know, that ah, there we need another another chorus or uh, this uh, instrumental part here uh, doesn't belong here. It should be there in the song, etc. So they come with a lot of feedback, and I I have no let's say it's easy for me to kill my darlings. Mm, okay. Yep. No ego. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of ego, but but not in the sense of arranging, I wouldn't say. But, uh, you know, if they say that a song sucks and I like it, then I say, no, it doesn't. <laughs> let, 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 let's try it in the studio. And then all of a sudden, when you know, when we're done with the album, there's a different story. Because um, some gems needs to be polished a bit. Well put. That's it. Absolutely. Mm. So, of course, I mean, the worldwide issue of COVID, it forced a ton of changes in the music industry. And obviously you guys kind of hit the wall with the self-titled album in 2020, March, 2022. That was like a month or two for a lot of countries going into lockdowns and stuff. And I know Sweden did things a bit different to a lot of other countries, but how has the last two years, so to speak, the situation affected Ask Vader, the promotion of that debut and the creation of 
of Phoenix. Yeah, <clears throat> that is pretty interesting because I, I think the, the first album flew under the radar completely, more or less. Mm. Uh, we got a lot of super nice reviews, uh, a lot of interviews and a lot of press, let's say, for, for the album. Uh, but as we couldn't gig anything, uh, we didn't really reach out to any crowd. Uh, and we were fairly new at that time. We we didn't have that many gigs in in the uh, you know in the past. Uh, I don't know how, how many we did before that that album, but maybe twenty gigs or something, not more than that. Uh, so for us, this album feels like the the start of Oscar Morales. Uh, and now we've been we've been touring Spain. We did a release show. So it feels so much better to to uh, you know be able to do this, mm. uh, and of course, as the first one flew a bit under the radar, uh, it was you know really we were really eager to to do something new uh, as well that we had some lineup changes uh, and the new guys wanted to put their you know their sign uh, on it. So yeah, it feels really really good. Um, how much an effect then did it have on the creation of Phoenix? Like, because obviously you st- the world is stuck in this position, and for ages there never seemed to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Didn't really matter what country you were in; everyone was going for their own stuff. So when it came to like writing and working on it, did it force you to do things differently? Um, yeah, we we had more time, of yeah. course. So therefore, you know the the, the first self-titled record i only you know recorded the demos and then we went to the rehearsal room and then recorded it Uh, but actually for phoenix i recorded the demos then we recorded everything live again in the rehearsal room uh, and put some some vocals on it so like a pre-production let's say uh, where we rearranged a bit and and uh, also got a feeling for for the songs uh, then we recorded the album. So we got a more, bit more time and, uh, of course, put a bit more effort into uh, the pro- process before going into the studio. And that resulted in that we only were in the studio for, for seven days. Mm. So in four days, we did all instrumental parts. We recorded it live, uh, drum, drums, bass and guitar. And then we had some, some overdubs, of course, but, but uh, it's recorded live. And we nailed it, you know, in, in like two days, 12 songs, um, seven hour days. So not, not that much time. So that's about one song per hour, more or less. Mm. And then, and then, uh, then we did the, the vocals afterwards. So it was a really smooth and nice process uh, compared to the uh, self-titled one where we did bits and bits here and there and, and was recording from February to, till September, I think. Oh, wow. And then you get kind of bored and fed up with the songs, actually, and, and the process of it. So seven days and then go for mixing directly is, is perfect. Is that something, having that extended period of pre-preparation before going into the studio, is that something you would like to be able to continue to do going forward as yeah, it yeah. strong for you? I think we would do that. Uh, absolutely, because it's a it's a way to rehearse as well. Uh, it's a different way of rehearsing. You know, you you notice details when you record yourself that that you don't maybe when you when you play play live or 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 maybe you do when you play live. But when you're in the rehearsal room, you know uh, the volume is cranked up. You might you might miss some details. 
but if you if you do it this way uh, you're well prepared and it's of course much more fun being in the studio when you know your shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just can focus you know on, on uh, having a good feeling about it and, and trying to uh, not struggling with with uh, with nailing the parts, uh, mm. rather rather enjoying it and, and you know uh, trying to get an artistic uh, feel on the music that you're recording. One of the things quite interesting you mentioned there is that you recorded the album live because personally a major draw for everything you do, not even specifically to the new album, is that it's rock and roll music that sounds tailor made for the live environment. It sounds purposeful, as though we are guaranteed to get the same studio experience when you're on the stage. That is that something you actively want to promote about the band, that what you hear in a record is what you get on the live stage? Yes, that's the main purpose of it all. So, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I was really, you know, reluctant in, in doing overdubs, even in the start. So if we listen to Quick Fixes, I don't have, a, a, you know, a backing guitar during my solos it's only solos uh, and then i realized ah uh, maybe i can i can cheat a bit and have a guitar uh, because live there's a different thing our bass player has a lot of fast and distortion and and plays a lot uh, when i play solos uh, so it gets a bit more fat and uh, and, and uh, juicy uh, but as on a record you need that kind of support guitar uh, low volume behind the solo to make it really you know fly so, but yeah, uh, I would say it's the intention is to to be able to play everything live, and and we do, even the twin guitars. Oh, okay. Uh, but the bass player actually plays both the guitar, uh, <laughs> the guitar harmony, and the bass at the same time. Oh, that's got to be quite a sight. Yeah, he's using both hands in a strange way. So you know, with tapping and stuff. But it it sounds uh, it sounds good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Yeah, no, but but he's a monster. You know, he's he's really really technical guy. So uh, he he found out how to do it. So we do the twin guitars from Phoenix Live as well because it's important that you know uh, if you do a harmony on 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 uh, on, on uh, the LP or, or the recorded stuff, I think you should be able to do it live as well. Okay, no, that's cool. That's cool. So, and to be able to do all the all the singing, you know, there's a lot of harmonies in the singing as well. Uh, three of us are singing live. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Mm. I mean, that, yeah, the, I guess I don't want to say it's like, it's because I don't necessarily think it's a negative depending upon the band, but ultimately the overuse of backing tracks and things like that is not something you ever really want to do. No, no, not at all. We didn't even use click tracks when we recorded. Uh, so everything is recorded without click. It really is the most live experience you can get but on a record yeah yeah of course we had a, like a metronome before the song began to to be sure of the tempo because we had tried some different tempos out and found out that you know uh, 177 bpm is the is the one for this one uh or is the, is the yeah the, the tempo for this one so uh, that was the only one like i counted for four beats and then we we took off uh, so yeah it's it's a pure live experience what else it is, is, um, you know, you guys are promote yourselves as a no-nonsense rock and roll band, sound, that music. And I have to ask then, considering the state of music in general and the over-analysis and genre breakdown of music that exists these days, is this something that you 
actively try to avoid with Ask Vader? Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, that's uh, uh, right on the on the you know hammer on the nail. Mm. Um, we uh, or let's say I, I want the artistic freedom to be able to write whatever I, I want, whatever style I want. Uh, it will still be Oskvada. Uh, and, you know, it's really hard for us to put ourselves in a, in a specific genre. Yeah. Uh, so I say rock and roll because, you know, sometimes it can be a bit, uh, maybe not funky, but, you, you know, even, even in that direction. Uh, but it's still good. If we listen to... Or if, if I listen to other bands that I like, I believe that they have a, a pretty specific sound. Mm. You can hear that they that it's this guy, these guys that are playing. Uh, but you know, I, I guess that in an artistic point of view, it's nice to have freedom to uh, do whatever you want, more or less. Absolutely, but it's just it's just one of those things that we the the industry almost wants to pigeonhole you and yeah. find where yeah. you belong. And rock and yeah. roll is so wide and vague that it almost yeah. not fair that you get get to have it <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's correct um but I, I think it's 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 hard because some people say that we play action rock uh, i don't believe so uh, at all you know uh, if you compare it to um, yeah maybe it was the helicopters who invented the action rock mm. uh, we don't sound nothing at all as their first albums uh, if, if we should compare with something it's their more you know uh old fart uh, 2000 records the ones that, that that's the ones i like best uh, and uh, and um yeah some some people say that we we play garage rock i've, I've never really lo- listened to garage rock so no i'm, I'm not sure um rock <laughs> just yeah just don't worry too much about it enjoy what you guys are playing and uh, go with the feelings rather than the analysis more than anything else yeah, no, it's it's pretty probably easier for other people to to put a label on it than what it is for us. Yeah, and people will, yeah. so you're sorted there. Yeah, <laughs> for me, one of the most compelling aspects of the new album is the kind of heart on your sleeve, honest and straightforward nature of it. Nostalgic but not dated, warm but energetic, not preachy but saying something. Was the goal overall to distract people? with your music from effectively the messy world. And but what I mean by that is that you're not, for example, focusing on subjects related to specifically to COVID or events of the last two years in the same way that a lot of releases have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I tend to, you know, the, the vocal content or the lyrics, I tend to try to, to write stuff from my own life. Mm. Uh, but also stuff that you know can be a bit too faced, so so people can can make out their own meaning of it. Uh, so not not making it too obvious. And yeah. um, actually, the 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 album uh, was written over a, let's say a greater period than between the first and the second, or, or between the the self title and this one. Mm. Uh, I started to write it. Um, just after the first one was done. And that was like six months before it came out. So, uh, and I usually get this kind of sprees where I write a lot of songs in a short period and then it's quiet for a while. And then, so it can be, you know, like three weeks, I write four songs. Uh, and then I, I have a bit of a hiatus. 
you kind of get that burst of inspiration and you take advantage of it, of it before yeah. it disappears. Exactly, exactly. If I have the time. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, it's yeah. hard. <laughs> but, you know, there's, uh, there, there's bits and, and pieces of, of, of time everywhere where, where you can sit down and record a bit. So, but yeah, the, the, it's, it's hard with the lyrical content, content of Oskvader, but I, I tend not to try to be too uh, mess up with too much politics or, or stuff like that. It's, it's mostly uh, things from my life and, and which I experience and how I feel about things. But plenty of room for interpretation for someone to effectively, if they so choose, to get their own feelings and thoughts about that particular track. If someone, yeah. if you had written, if you have a song that's so very personal to you, for you, and you know it, and someone comes mm. to you and says, hey, I've got this from the track, and it's the complete opposite of what you wrote it for, how would that make you feel, do you think? I would think that was wonderful. Yeah. Then I, I would have, uh, have succeeded. <laughs> All right. so, th so that's that's my that's my kind of id with it uh, and if people have a, a completely different interpretation that's that's wonderful no that is i'm glad you said that it is so important a uh, big aspect for i think for my music listening as to how something makes you feel and what you take from it not the specific unless literally you're singing and writing words that are direct and not open to interpretation and then i get something <laughs> completely different just says I haven't been listening. Exactly. And yeah, you know, of course, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a poet, but, you know, uh, of course, there are some some lyrics which are pretty direct and, and uh, you know, easy to, to understand. And I, I'm not the best um, English speaker either. I, I, I try, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I hope it, uh, it turns out good. Yeah. Your English is fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, don't worry too much about that. One of the things about the new album, and I guess the band overall, is that you put smiles on faces with your music. It is ultimately a very, very, you know, energetic, bouncy, feel-good, often just load of music for you. Positivity. I guess with that, people will almost expect you guys to be perpetually positive people. Do you, are you guys positive all the time? And do you handle difficulties well when they come up? Um depends on on uh, who you're asking in the band i i am extremely positive i would say uh, about all things i my, my general notion is that things is going to be all right um but then i tend to you know with the lyrical content once again i tend to kind of uh, try to make things that are a bit uh, nasty or, or things that are terrible to give them a positive vibe um, mm -hmm. um yeah or try Try to at least, uh, but then in, in the band, yeah, we're four different persons. I would say uh, me and the drummer, super positive guys. Uh, the bass player and the singer, they are a bit more thoughtful and uh, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe let's say deep, um, a bit more thinking human beings. Perfect balance, two for two, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say. Are you happy with the response to Phoenix so far? It's only been a few weeks, of course, March 25th. So it's only been a few weeks. But from what I've seen and doing a little bit of looking around in comment sections and stuff like that on social media, everyone is kind of loving it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're super happy about that, of course. We've got a, a lot of nice reviews. Uh, the one we got from you was uh, magic. I, I was so happy to read it. So yeah, uh, a lot of nice reviews. I've tried to read all 
I have found, and of course, all the comments as well, you know, the big ego once again. Uh, but what I would have wished for is maybe a bit more streams. I'm only uh, and, and, and pre-orders. I don't know actually about the pre-orders, how many we have sold, but uh, the streams, I'm, I'm tracking Spotify. And of course, you get kind of addicted to go into to that app and check. Uh, so uh, it's been much better than the old one. Uh, so I see that we have we have grown, uh, but of course you want to grow a bit more. Mm. Uh, and I hope that will happen. Um, you know, uh, when we go out and play a bit more now um, than we have, have have done in the past, of course new people will hear us, and and maybe that will give us a boost as well. Well, you, I mean, you, you mentioned the stats and the kind of addictive nature that you can get stuck with on, say, Spotify or any really social media thing. But for, mm. for you, I mean, it's a hurdle that all bands struggle to get over because of algorithms and the requirement of what's needed to somehow get yourself known. For you, from what you what you know, what is the biggest hurdle that you face, do you think, with getting Asvader's name out there a bit more? Oh, that's a tricky one. Hmm. I don't really know how this things works uh, at all, actually. So uh, I don't know what we could do different. Yeah. Of course, we can always do even better songs and even better albums. But I'm pretty happy with what we're what we have been putting out. And uh, uh, new songs for the third album has been written, and, and I think they're even better. So um, that's all that we can do, more or less, and, and to play live. Uh, I would say. That's that's our main goals, and you know <clears throat> the goals for Oskvada as well is not to be the biggest band in the world. That's not the the point here. But yeah, to have a a, a decent crowd, um, a notch up from where 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 we're at today would be lovely. Uh, then we would be super happy. But if the opportunity to become the biggest band in the world comes around, you won't turn it down, of course. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I'm, um, I have to be, uh, be honest and say that that's not probably going to happen. But uh, let's hope. Well, I mean, the, 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 the world has changed. Streaming, YouTube, all of that. Mm. Uh, I don't want to say screwed up, but it changed things quite significantly for any musical artist. Um, it's a, a very complex world, as you said yourself. I, I asked you that question about the hurdle because uh, I've yet to come across really any musician that I've asked that question roughly to, to have an answer because there is none and it just seems insurmountable almost. Um, so I, I, you're not alone there. Good to hear. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting pretty stressed up by all these uh, social media platforms. And I, I hear, new, hear new things all the time, like uh, you should be on Twitter, you should be on uh, TikTok and whatever. And, and uh, you know, I only use Instagram more or less because they have this function where you can post things on Instagram and Facebook simultaneously, uh, which is good. Oh, you uh, <laughs> and I don't use my, my, my private Instagram or my private Facebook, anything. Um, it's, it's just Oscar uh, that I, you know, can muster. I think it's, it's too time consuming to do these things. I would rather be out in the woods and, and uh, go for a, for a, a walk or or write music if i if i could choose no it's completely fair uh, you're right about the choice thing sometimes you don't have a choice you have to promote the album you have to push the band so you got to jump on one of those platforms even if it's just briefly 
exactly. And I don't know what is correct or how you should do it. Uh, I've got some pinpoints, of course, from our record label, and I think we do a decent job. But probably we should be on all these platforms posting things 24-7. Maybe that's the, you know, the golden rule for success. I'm not sure. Well, you just you stop posting too much, you get yourself banned for spamming, so you can't win either way. So just no, no. what makes you comfortable, I think. Yeah, I would rather let the music speak for itself. That would Absolutely. be the best way. Absolutely, Martin. I got one more for you. Then last one. Tell us what's next. Really, obviously, it's very difficult to plan things these days. It's plan- hard to plan gigs. It's hard to plan well much really, and. Mm. Uh, I guess I just kind of want to know what you what you're hoping for the rest of 2022 to be busy, busy and uh, infection free, and uh, most of all, I want the war to end. Mm. Um, that's that's so terrible. Um, I feel really bad about it. No, no. Uh, so that's 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 kind of the main drivers here. I think we have a good schedule. We're we're doing some Swedish dates here in in, um, in May and then we have Germany in June and uh, we have some awesome plans for the for the autumn as well no no you know like longer tours but we have some pretty interesting stuff uh, oh. coming up okay. so um, yeah I think I think we have a good plan so if things continue to be like they are today uh, with traveling and, and such uh, will be nice Absolutely. Just slowly, slowly get back into the groove of things, hopefully. And as you kind of stayed throughout, and the last thing I want to do is be talking to you about your current release and then talking about, hey, you said you were writing songs for a third album. Tell us about that. Let's just leave it there and say, hey, that's super exciting and we can't wait. Great. That sounds awesome. Well, we can talk about that next time. I promise. Yes. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Mm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?